This is your multifamily foundation. Your blueprint to maximize your multifamily business. From finding deals to raising capital to underwriting a deal, this show gives you the formula to take action now. From entrepreneurship to lifestyle to building yourself so you're ready to take down that next deal, no matter if you're just starting out or have years of experience. Now, let's start building our multifamily foundation together. So we are back and super excited to today be at PodMax, but it is definitely a record-breaking moment because my wife has finally joined me on a show <laughs> at PodMax, and we got pictures, we have full thing, and you hear her laughing because... Yay, PodMax! Yay, PodMax, because it's actually true. I've been getting a lot of flack that my wife doesn't like me because she won't show up to be here. But when you put kids in the mix and driving and everything else, so I, I'm creating a lot of stories. But but we've done it. So so enough enough of that. But we are super excited because today we have uh, Pollock Shaw on the show. Hey Pollock, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And Pollock is the founder and owner of Open Spaces Capital that generates close to a million dollars in revenue. Engineer by trade, but after birth of her two kids, she decided to make the move to entrepreneurship to be able to spend more time with her children. Love that. She's invested in real estate for many years, and in her first three years of investing full-time, she purchased, renovated, rented, and refinanced properties, creating a $4 million rental portfolio. It's now her passion to empower other women to pursue entrepreneurship through real estate investing to live in an empowered and financially free life through open spaces woman. Well, that's awesome. That's an amazing, amazing bio. So what, what did we miss? Thank what you. did we miss? Tell us more. <laughs> you covered... Mostly everything. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's talk about how and what drove you to go from being an engineer, having your children, and getting into real estate. Was there a moment that stands out? Um, it was um, a lot of months spent in turmoil. As I was talking to Peely earlier, too, um, as an engineer, I genuinely loved what I did until I had kids. And I was traveling all over the world. My job was to, I was a subject matter expert in a niche topic in the pharmaceutical industry and nobody outside of the industry cares about it. So I won't go into it. But <laughs> but my job was to go um, all over the world. I used to talk to CEOs and uh, factory owners and I would teach them how to change their process to improve their bottom line. And I loved it. Um, I didn't realize then that all of that hard work was not increasing my bottom line in any way. And then and then we had kids and um, I thought it was the best thing to do is to, you know, you're, you're told like build your career, climb the corporate ladder and then have kids when you're financially stable and that's the right way to do it. And that's what we did, except when you climb the corporate ladder, uh, there's no time for family. So when you actually do decide to have a family, you're at a point where you don't even get to see them. So I would leave the house while my kids were still asleep and then come home just in time to put them to bed if I was even in the country. And I went to my boss and I'm like, something has to change. I need some flexibility. This isn't what I want to do. I'm like, this is just not the life I envisioned. And that request wasn't very well received. <laughs> Shocking. So yeah. <laughs> so and it was really hard because I was making six figures. It's it was, you know, we were a dual income family and it was hard for us to make the decision to like 
to be that single income family, make that choice. So I spent months in turmoil, but something inside me, I just had to be around my kids. Um, and, you know, being immigrants, we don't have a lot of family around here. And I feel like if they don't even get to see us, then what's the point? So, so decided to um, quit my job after like months and months of turmoil. So I would say there wasn't a single moment. Um, I guess I could think of one moment when um, I was telling Peely earlier mm -hmm. <laughs> that like I would cover the windows of my office with, um, sorry to be graphic, with newspapers and I would be pumping while I was on a conference call and like trying to work while I was thinking about my kids. Yeah. And I was like, is this what I worked so hard to build? It's that, it, that life that is told we're supposed to do it, right? You get this job, you put all this, you, you know, you, you work this many hours, you put so much for retirement, and then you get to enjoy it at 65. Right. But at that point, you know, your kids are grown. They're right. on their own point, and they're out of the house. You're like, well, was it nice to be home for the weekends? And right. I mean, that's two-sevenths of the week that I'm, that I'm here, <laughs> if I'm here, because right. most people, most jobs, there's no 40-hour week left. It's not like you just work 40 hours. Right. You know, this, exactly. this, this phone right here, you know, right. you're, if it's... 20 hours a day it's, it could be right. especially when you're traveling right. and uh, and put in being put into that uncomfortable position of having to like they couldn't even give you a curtain at least at least when you're in real estate i mean i can't tell you how many times i'd be again with the graphicness right i'll do a podcast and i'll have i used to have my infant on my lap mm -hmm. the only way to keep him quiet was to feed him oh yeah while being on a <laughs> podcast or having like and i'd be on a pretty important investment investor zoom call and that was the only way to keep him quiet so you, you yeah. do what you have to do as a right. mother so how let's let's transition back into you you the engineer and you the powerhouse woman that you are how did that transfer your your knowledge and being an engineer how does that transfer into your real estate and um, being an investor? So as an engineer, um, I feel like the biggest thing I got out of engineering and working as an engineer is an analytical mindset. Mm -hmm. And I moved over to project management early on in my career. And I feel like uh, you can truly take on any task and complete it if you have good project management skills. And the first thing um, in project management is no matter where the failure is, it's always the project manager's fault. And it's the same thing being a real estate investor, right? Yep. <laughs> no matter what happens, it's always at the end, it's you who are, who are responsible for it. The choices that you make, right. yes. What is this that stands out about real estate that that was the niche you decided to dive into? So we had, so my dad is a developer. I mean, he was a developer. He passed away when I was five. And uh, my husband's dad is a civil engineer. So we, we were both always interested in real estate. We grew up around that. Um, and then when, um, when I had just my daughter, we were considering, you know, the, this whole concept of, uh, what is it called, the FIRE movement, financial... Financial mm -hmm. mm -hmm. pendants. Independence. Early. Our early yeah. movement really caught our attention, and we really wanted to be a part of it. So we had started... Uh, and, and, of course, living in Philadelphia, it's a, it's a great place to be right now. Um, we purchased our primary home and um, realized that that neighborhood was... Uh, changing and it was just an amazing place to be so we mm -hmm. decided to purchase a property close to us and that's how we um, got exposed to owning a rental and once 
once you taste it, I mean, real, the joy it brings is just incredible. That's well, it becomes real, right? It becomes yeah. because I it think real estate real. becomes this thing where it's like a unicorn where people are like, how do I do real estate? As mm-hmm. if it's like some mythical creature out there that right. they can't touch. And But sometimes just doing it as simple as that, just getting your feet wet, buying a house in the area, starting to see money actually coming in and just right. like having some kind of like real quantity to it. Right, exactly. Just trying it. Yeah. Right. Let's see, how, how do you make the connection between real estate and the FIRE movement? Let's talk a little bit more about the FIRE movement because that's that's something that Jason and I have been looking into as well. So, um, uh, so, 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 when it comes to real estate, the biggest thing with, um, and let me qualify this before I get into it, is nothing is truly 100% passive. Everything needs some work, yeah. right? So it's not like um, you just, like you were saying earlier, Peter, like you're not just <laughs> sitting at the beach. Yeah, set it and know. forget it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like that, but it is a lot more passive than having a nine-to-five job or trading hours for dollars, right? So. Mm-hmm. We what we're interested in is buy and hold passive cash flowing rentals, and uh, that you see your money grow in front of your eyes when you're when you have that. So th- that's the I guess that's the connection. Does that make sense? Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, yes, the, it does. The, the the passivity to it right is is more that you're creating a system. And you're able to use that system over and over and over, over and so over. you're not constantly having to figure it out every time. And right. That, that although it's not passive. It's a lot more passive than most investments where you're in there having to be actively engaged to, to how it's progressing. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to have rent only if I'm working nine to five every single day. Right. What is it that keeps so many people from taking that step that you did? Um, so if you are, you know, having having worked in corporate and I just feel like, we, I, as a mother of small children, and even my husband, as a father of small children with two corporate jobs, you literally feel so trapped in this life that you have created because you build your life around the two incomes. You build your dreams and goals around the life you, that you already have. And there is, uh, there is a two-choice fallacy that exists between in, in the minds of people like us who come from a corporate environment is that there are only two choices. One is to have two jobs and raise your children on the side, which is super stressful, or one person, uh, which usually is the female, stays home to take care of the kids and doesn't work. We don't realize that there is a third option out there. As somebody who's just doing you know, their job on a day-to-day basis, you, you don't even know that there is a third option out there where you could move to entrepreneurship or you could move to real estate investing and and be around your children more while making the impact that you want to make. Yeah, I was reading something, and it follows that same thing. It's like we're so busy in being, doing our lives that we forget, and we're just trying to escape us because, you know, that's why we're like, we're going to go on vacation, and Mm -hmm. then you're like planning vacation. is always busy, but if we actually just put the time to stop escaping our lives and just build our lives, how much more gratifying would that be? Right, exactly. You know, and we – it, it It is that thing, and we, when you are so busy and with the age of technology and being fully engaged all the time, you you just have to stop. You have to stop and, and just step out. If you, if you don't like what you're doing, 
well, doing it more is not like you're not ultimately going to get to this point where like it just gets better, right? You're, right. It's like it's like if I just like sticking Peely with a needle, and she's <laughs> like, well, sooner or later it's got to get better, you know? Like it's <laughs> I just got to get better. It's like, well, what if we just take a step back? Maybe she maybe just can you stop sticking me with a needle. But that that's kind of like like daily life for so many people. Mm-hmm. Like I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. But if I just do this to this point, right? You know, it, then it'll, it will it will figure its way out. And right. It's like, well, what? And then do you want to do that, or do you want to just stop the madness for a minute right. and just like and just just take a minute and just say, okay, what can I do? Right. And things aren't going to fall apart. Right. But but in defense of people who cannot make the move, it is really difficult. Mm-hmm. As I mean, you guys, I am sure can relate. It is a lot of hard work. I mean, yeah. just because I can have my kids with me doesn't mean I work any less hard than I used to before. It's actually right. more hard work. And in the beginning, I was putting in 16-hour days. I was working, you know, while they were in the car seats, yeah. napping and driving around while they were napping, taking them with hard hats to construction sites and yeah. working after they went to bed. I mean, there's it's a lot of hard work, too. Sure is. It's and you, you can set your parameters, too. And I think even with people that, are, that have full-time jobs, you can still set your parameters. Like, honestly, like, if you get an email at, like, 9 at night, like, if you don't answer it at 9 at night, is the world going to blow up? But people are like, oh, i got to answer this email right, right now. But, like, what's really going to happen right. if you don't? And we we found that it, it, everything runs us now. We no longer run our life. It, the life is just is choosing where we go, and we're sure. stuck on this path, right? And if you don't take the moment to say, well, I'm just going to be with my kids, that's what's happening. Right. Right. And it sounds like you've made that decision. You made the choice to be with your kids. And you know, and I know, that it's not the easiest choice, like you said. Always. It's uh, People think, you know, us real estate investors have it easy because of all the, quote, passive income. But it's it's not true. We work hard, but we choose to do it with our children by our side. Like you said, you bring your children along with you. You have your children on your lap. You have conversations with other investors with your children because that's the choice that you made so congratulations on that yeah and you too <laughs> <laughs> let's just pat ourselves on the back a yeah, little yeah, bit right <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You should. You know, it, it's it's part of it's part of family but it's also how do you want to raise your kids too, right right true. if you if you want to raise your kids and say well this is your path you do the same thing i do just work all the time you right. know like okay you know for some people that's fine if that's what they want you know but if, right. if that's not what you want don't don't feel like you just have to Right. Like, you know, like, well, what are they going to think about me? Well, who's they? Who are these people? Right. And are they going to be there 10 years from now? Yeah, probably not. You know, like, if you quit your job, like, what are my coworkers going to think? I don't know. Are they, they going to be at your funeral? Probably not. Right. You know, like, because what's the difference here? Right, right. And I feel like for it's really important for our daughters to see mm-hmm. us as women in this industry because there aren't. They, it, it tells them there aren't enough role models in the real estate industry, and it tells them that they can also grow up and really do what they want to do. So why don't we why don't we dive that into that a little bit? How do you feel that you express yourself as a role model for your daughters? Um, so with my daughter, um, she actually she asked me once. She said, Mama, who's your boss? And I was like, oh, here, we're going to have this yes. conversation. Because yeah, <laughs> she must have learned something in school, and she comes back. She's in preschool. She's not in kindergarten yet, but she comes back, and she's like, so, Mama, who's your boss? And I'm like, 
I'm going to talk to you about this. Super cool. <laughs> there is a choice you can make. Yeah. <laughs> and you can be the boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you know, the, these uh, roles are so prevalent that children uh, have these at the back of their minds. Mm-hmm. And she asked me if the contractor was my boss. Like, she was like, so is he your boss? How does this work? And I was like, no, you don't understand. It's the other way around. <laughs> it's so going crazy. From a full time job to that, that that's just got to be a gratifying moment. Yeah. Just, and no matter how you, kids remember stuff, right? You know, and right. It, it stands out to them because they're like they're so impressionable at a young age right. that, that something there. She was stood back and probably just had that moment like, I'm I'm trying to fathom how this is happening. Right. 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 And the assumptions that our children make, even though you've I mean, from when they can remember, they probably only know you as what you do currently. They don't know you as the engineer. Right. But it's the assumptions that they get from... From outside. From outside. And they're like, oh, well, mommy must have a boss. Right. When you don't. So you get to teach your children that they can be their own boss. That's that's, that's golden. Right. So I'm a systems junkie. (laughs) How, how, How do your systems look like when... How do you balance... How do you balance your work and family? Um, so this is my... A- and your husband. Because <laughs> I'm the guy who breaks everything, and she's the one like, you're not in the system. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I meant by family. <laughs> yeah, he's... Without him, or without any of us, like everything would fall apart. Everybody is like such a an important part of keeping everything in line and balanced. Um, but I feel like as women, we are told i don't know we're sold this thing about balancing everything and there's just no way to balance everything so (laughs) i try i try my hardest (laughs) (laughs) so yes and i've I've seen your exercising videos with your kids amazing and you do (laughs) um but just for me the 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 solution that i have found around all of this is um, to focus on what's important to me and then let everything else slide. So in terms of family, um, the most important thing to me is to, I I genuinely enjoy spending time with my kids and my husband. And I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't, but I'm just saying that's the only thing that's really important to me. And um, everything else can just be there or not be there. I don't care about having a Pinterest-worthy home or, <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that. It's just if I get a lot of time with them, that's, that's good for me. And it sounds like you've built your, your business around that premise and, of and I, have, right. I am happy with my family, and that's how I'm going to build my business. And that balance right. thing is almost a um, – it, it's almost a, a, a lost thought because are you really ever balanced? If I'm sitting here with my kids watching TV, answering emails, you know, like um, like I don't know, like, like – doing jumping jacks am i really balanced <laughs> you know like like is that right. balanced because i'm not even there for any of it right, right? and True. so it, it, for us it, we're, we're always looking for that balance but it's it's the balance becomes that when we're there we're there when right I, when, yes. I'm, when i'm there i'm there right and when i'm there i'm not doing other things and do we fail at that sure i fail at that um, but i'm trying I, in my mind it, it's the word intent like right. i'm working out i'm working out when i'm with my kids i'm with my kids when i'm with my wife i'm with my wife when i'm doing real estate i'm doing real estate when I'm podcasting we're podcasting right and and i can give that you know like i, I can give that time because that's right. the time it needs to be given to that because ultimately like anything else like if you're not like why even do it 
Right, right, exactly. And and so so that's the personal side, how how to balance them. And then when it comes to the business side, how balancing everything. So early on, when I first started, I uh, figured out that I was interested in real estate to build income and wealth. So unless the strategy meets that criteria, I don't follow it. So I have turned down many deals who are excellent flip opportunities because what I want to do is build income and wealth for my family. So we only focus on buy and holds, uh, value add investments. We do the birth strategy and that's all I do. And then we started with singles. Now we do smaller multifamilies. Um, so, so that's all I have focused on. And just having that focus allows me the space to grow in that without having to balance everything at the same time. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? That makes yeah. complete sense. That's, I mean, that's something that Jason I, and I have focused on, the word focus, this entire, just this year, because we were doing everything. Right. So you were smart. You picked one thing and got excellent at it. And you're now you're expanding in that asset class. In it's like you you built a bridge and now you figured out okay I'm going to expand the bridge a little bit. But it right. gives you your freedom back because it will take it to a point of you know properties. Like so for us, um, just say Kentucky for instance, we mm -hmm. do 75 to 150 units BC assets built between 1970 2005, three to 12 million dollar deals in the South or South Central submarket in Louisville. That's it. So but now I have my freedom back. Do you bring me something in? East Louisville, that's new development, multifamily. Nope, sorry. You bring me uh, a bunch of single-family homes in West Louisville. No, sorry. You bring me Class A in, in downtown. Nope, sorry. I don't have to spend my, my, my mental energy thinking about whether I do it or not. Like, right. oh, it's just something. Oh, it looks like a great deal. But then I got to learn something or do something else or whatever I'm going to do to that capacity. Right. No, it's not in the box. Right, exactly. And instead of now growing one inch in like 12 different directions, you're going to go 12 inches in that one direction that yeah, you've absolutely. chosen. Yes. Yeah, great thought. Let's talk a little bit about your, your coaching platform. Tell me how that started and why you're doing that. So I found out that the, you know, everybody talks about the gender wage gap. Mm -hmm. Wage gap is, what is it, 78 or 79 cents on the dollar right now. So for every dollar that a man makes, a woman in the same position is making 80 cents. And I found out that the gender wealth gap is actually 32 cents on the dollar. Hmm. And so women are investing one third almost of, of what men are investing. And it, it's just staggering. And somebody has to do something about it. And if not us, then who? Then who? Right. <laughs> so, so it started with... Actually, um, I, I'm a part of a grassroots uh, organization, organization called Jumpstart Germantown. They teach new real estate investors just the basics of getting started. It's a very small uh, course. It's, it's really great for somebody to get started. And I was um, mentoring once I graduated and once I had a bunch of properties and enough experience, I was mentoring m women through that program. And then... After that, it just grew from there. I wanted to create something that was more immersive, that that had you know more uh, mindset-related coaching and knowledge-based coaching to to allow women to start you know start their real estate investing journeys and immerse themselves in it and go from start to finish through the program. <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, it's a three-month uh, course. It's highly immersive and not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Fantastic. So for women, what, what do you find is the, I think there's no through line, but what is what is one thing that's keeping them from investing in real estate? 
Um, so as women, um, one of the things I find, and I, I saw that as an engineer, and I see it as an investor, or you know, with, with women who are trying to get into real estate investing, is we will move forward if we, are, and there is a study behind this too, and of course I'm generalizing, but we would move forward with something if we are more than 100% sure it's gonna work. But when it comes to men, overall, and there are exceptions in everything, what I've seen is, and there's, again, there's there's a study behind it. I don't, I don't remember wh- where I read it, but men, if they're 60 to 80% sure, they'll take a step forward. And I saw that as an engineer. I would be sitting in a conference room. I wouldn't pitch my idea because I was just 90% sure it was going to work. Mm. And then I would see other ideas come up that were like, I could tell that my idea would work better than that idea, but I was not, I didn't have that confidence to pitch an idea because it wasn't 100% there. And it's the same thing with real estate investing. I feel like um, in real estate investing, there is a certain amount of risk that you're taking. And it doesn't work if you have to always be 120% sure. There's always some assumptions and some risk that you're taking. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the things that, that stops us. That yeah. makes that makes complete sense because remember when we got into multifamily in general, the first time we did multifamily out of state, I actually brought the idea because a, a friend of mine showed me these two properties mm-hmm. that he had in uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the numbers myself and I was just like, this kind of makes sense. So I was like, normally when we look at different asset classes or have different ideas, Jason will bring up the idea. But I was like, you know what? This makes sense. Show it to Jason. All of a sudden it was just like, yeah, this makes sense. Let's do it. I was like, great. But then on the flip side, this allowed us to think bigger. Jason saw this and he was like, well, if it works out of state on two duplexes, well, what, what if we did like, 10 units, 20 units, 100 units, 1,000 units. And I was just like, that's where my mind went like, (laughs) (laughs) blew up a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. But it's that fact too is that, and even people will give us pushback just in terms of doing large projects or because they they always think of the worst case scenario, right? Like, so, you know, well, why don't you just go across the street? Well, if I go across the street, I could get hit by a car. Well, okay, so you're never going to go across the street? Like, it's like that (laughs) same thing of like, of anything. Like, oh, well, if I buy that large multifamily, then... You know, people might stay, stop paying the rent, and then I won't be able to pay my mortgage. Then they're going to come take my dog. And then, you know, <laughs> it's like it just never ends. And right. it's like, well, why would, you know, like, let's, let's right. think. Like, what does that take to happen? Right, What's, right. exactly. But it's the upside better than that, like, yeah. one-eighth of one percent that potentially could happen. You know, is that better? And that's like life and everything else getting started because we can, we can track that, right? I can track my loss. I can say, like, if I put 5000 I could lose 5000 But if I put 5000 in, I can't think about could I make a million? I just can't think of that because I can't grasp that. But I can, I can feel the five thousand, and I and but I, I, I can, I can associate more with what it feels like to lose that mm. than on the bigger upside. Right, it keeps us from going exactly. anywhere. Exactly. So it's amazing that you help women get over this, this not, this unwant, this not wanting to take that risk, mm-hmm. right? Because that's 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 huge. That's huge. I mean, for any investor taking that jump. But especially for women, because the numbers are there, we have a tendency to not risk as much. Right. Why that is, I'm sure there's scientific evidence to to uh, explain that. Yeah, that that was um, 
that study was very interesting. If I ever find it, I'd have to post it on social media so we can share it. But please do. Yeah, but there there were certain reasons that they were uh, suggesting for that. But it was interesting, and you know, you you've learned how to get past that. I've learned how to get past that, and we can, you know, we can teach that. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So we, we're we're gonna wrap this up here. And the question we have is: if there's a woman listening that that is sitting on the sidelines and waiting for a man. Well, let's just oh, say, yeah. just say, because <laughs> we, we're talking that topic and just in a poor form, but there's, uh, yeah, or anybody across the board, but let's say a woman just who's sitting there and listening to your story and inspired, what would be that next step you, you would advise her to take, to just take some action? I would say for any new investor, women or men, um, analysis paralysis is the biggest thing that stops us from investing, and I would say that the the biggest thing you can do to start that, to get out of it, is to define a strategy based on why you're doing it. So for me, it was like a visceral need to be with my kids. And so my strategy had to involve passive income. Uh, so I knew that was the path to take and define a strategy around your why and then put your blinders on and just focus on that. What I would suggest. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Pollock, for for everyone listening, what's the best way to connect with you? Find out more about your platform. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at Open Spaces Women, or go to my website openspaceswomen.com, and then we have a free training uh, about four pillars of scaling with the birth strategy. With if anybody who is interested, openspaceswomen.com forward slash webinar. Awesome. We'll include that all in the show link. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Super appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. And we've made it through a show with my wife on Yay. it. So now we've proven the gamut. So I'm sure <laughs> she's going to run off into the wind. And do, do Go play with the kids. Play, play, sure. Love it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye now.